0: Hi, this is Philip Holland, host of Hope for the Day. I'm so excited that you are listening and you have this to look forward to from today's message. Well, say, so, you know, when I get my life together, then I'll get serious about Jesus. Or, or when, you know, when I get all my questions answered, you know, when I feel like I can actually be to, be at church on Sundays or on the weekends, then I'll get serious about Jesus. Whenever my life and, and, and who He wants me to be aligned, then I'll, I'll take that step of faith. But if you think that you can get your life together without Jesus, then what do you need Jesus for in the first place? That's what I used to think, 20, 21, 22. Like, well, when my life aligns enough with what it is that he wants for me, then, then I'll get serious about my faith. But the truth is, you don't need a savior if you think that you can figure it out on your own. But the truth is, none of us can figure it out on our own. Welcome to Hope of the Day with Pastor Philip Holland. Every family goes through highs and lows. The list of challenges are endless. Often it can seem as though there is no way through, but that is not what God has for you. He wants your family to thrive. He wants you to marry well and to be content in that marriage. He wants you to love your spouse as Christ loved the church and to raise your children up in the Lord. Even though God wants these things for us, it can still be difficult to know how our families can become all they are capable of being. In this sermon series, we will hear about the vision God has for our families and what it will take to experience it. Please enjoy the message. We're in this sermon series called This Is Us. If you're familiar with the television show, it's a show about uh, relationships that are happening in a family. And so you have relationships in a marriage, parents to children, grandparents to grandchildren, singles to other singles, singles to married couples. And so we've been studying those dynamics that are at play through this series. So we've had sermons about marriage, parenting, grandparenting. And today, our primary focus it's going to be being content, especially if you're single. So what we're going to talk about really applies to all of us, and the points that we're going to have to take away from apply to all of us, but what we're going to, how we're going to be applying it, a lot of the application is going to have to do with singleness. Now, we're not a Catholic church, but you know what? Confession is good every once in a while. So let's have a moment of confession here, okay? How many of you are watching The Bachelorette Show right now? How many of you are watching The Bachelorette? Yes, yes, you're proud of it. There you go, that a girl. How many of you have watched an entire season of The Bachelor or Bachelorette before in the past? How many of you would own that? Some of you, yes, yes, yes. And I have as well. I sat with my wife and I thought, this is, is, oh oh my gosh. I did it though. You know, sometimes you just got to take one for the team. And so I sat with my wife and we watched that show. How many of you have ever watched an episode of The Bachelor or Bachelorette? Yeah, most of you have. And how many of you just think it's the stupidest show ever? <laughs> there you go. Well, it's a show that revolves around a person who is the bachelor or the bachelorette. And this particular person is somebody who is looking for the individual that they are going to spend the rest of their life with. And so they work through a variety of different, what I'd say, contestants they're their contestants, and, they, and at the end of each episode, there's a rose ceremony. And so if you don't receive a rose, then you go home. And then they have the most ridiculous limousine interviews when they go home. I, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever why these people would be crying after the first episode, or even at all, for that matter. But they do. I, I'm, it's, I'm sure it's got to do with a lot of eardrops, or eye drops. But it is one of those, which if you did put eardrops in your eyes, it probably would make you cry. So... So they end up, and somebody in the last episode proposes, and, or they do something, some sort of commitment to one another, and then after a few weeks or a few months, often it doesn't work out. Actually, there have been 27 bachelor or bachelorettes, and of those 27, five are still married, so five have made it. Um, and then four are still engaged, and those would be the most recent ones out of the most recent episodes. And then the others have just crashed and burned and not worked out, whether it's weeks or months. I think a couple of them last lasted a year or two and just didn't pan out. But that show, it's been easily one of the most popular shows since 2003 on television. And why is that? Well, one reason is because it's very well produced. It's a well-done show. The Bachelor and Bachelorette did not invent dating shows. Those have been around a long time. But what they do is done very, very well. And so it's kind of appealing and draws in married people, single people. No matter where you're at in life, it draws you in. It's just a well-done show. But another reason it's so popular is because the sheer number of single people in our population today. And many of you may not even be aware of this. But there are, 40, there are 40, 45.2%, according to the 2017 census, of 45.2% of our population right now, adult population, is single. And that percentage has gone up even since then. And I, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's increased. That's 110-plus million people, adults, in our population who are single today. And, and, it's one of the, and of those 110 million, 100 million of the 90% plan on getting married eventually. And so that's a lot of people. And that means that this is a topic that we need to discuss. And Now, while half of our church isn't single, quite a few of you are. And so we need to discuss, what the, we need to discuss this subject matter. And one of the reasons that we need to talk about it is because one of the messages, sadly, that gets communicated uh, to people who are single is that you haven't arrived until you're married. That you're not a complete person if you're single. That there is so much more to life. If you So much to life that you're missing out on if you haven't married someone. That's what the world teaches you. That's what your parents maybe taught you. That's what the um, friends teach you. And yes, that's even what the church has taught people from time to time. And today's message is about finding contentment no matter the season of life that you're in. Married, single, healthy, unhealthy, older, younger, wherever you're at, that you can find contentment, but especially if you're single. And many of the single people in our church, they're asking questions like, Why am I single? Um, What exactly, who exactly is the right person for me to marry? Um, What kind of person does God have out there for me? Why haven't I met the right person yet? And so the hope is that maybe through this we can answer a few of those questions, but above all else, for you to find meaning in the season that you're in. Now, if you're married, why is it that this should be relevant to you? Well, two reasons. One is we're gonna say some things today that I believe you can share with friends of yours, coworkers of yours, family members of yours that are maybe struggling with being single. And you know, you've seen it before, if somebody is, gets to a point where they're a little desperate and they settle, it can be an absolute tragedy, travesty, what it is that happens. And it is so imperative that these people in our lives, these people that we love, find contentment in the season of life. Another reason is because of a a website that I looked at this week. And the website's name was this, The Seven Best Ways to Release a Single. And I thought, isn't that a great title for how parents ought to approach the children in their homes? Because one day, you're gonna release that single into the world. And I've got four singles in my home and I want to do the best job that I possibly can to release those singles out into the world to find the person that inevitably they're going to marry. And I also want to help them to find contentment in the season of life that they're in because if they aren't content, there's a lot of likelihood that they're going to settle for somebody that they should never end up with. And so, we ought to be, as parents, we ought to be very passionate about releasing a great single into the world. Now, every producer knows in the music industry, you can't guarantee a record success. In the same way, a parent, I can't, as a parent, I can't guarantee that my children are going to go and marry the right person. But what I can do is set them up for success the best that I possibly can. And so, today, we're going to talk about that how it is that we can set these singles in our homes up for success to specifically be content and really for all of us to be content. And so we're going to look at three characters from the Old Testament who are all single, and we're going to learn a lesson from all of them. The first single that we're going to look at is actually the first single person, the first person that ever came into our world, and that person is Adam. And this is the lesson that we learned from Adam. To maximize the now while you wait on the later. Our tendency in life is to often focus on what's next, what's coming up. And we neglect the now that we are in. You can do that in our lobby area. You're talking to somebody, but you're more focused on the next person that you're going to talk to. And so you're so focused on the next person that you don't really connect with the person that's right in front of you. I know I struggle with that from time to time. And, and it's one of those things that we have to be willing to, focus, to maximize the now so that way we don't get so caught up in the later that we neglect the now that God has for us. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. Our mission is to offer you hope through Christ-centered biblical preaching. We certainly hope this broadcast is doing just that for you today. You might not know this, but each of these sermons are recorded live at Valley View Christian Church in the Denver metropolitan area. If you live in the city, we would love to meet you in person. We offer Sunday services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have programming for children of all ages, dynamic worship, plenty of opportunities to get connected beyond Sundays, outreach initiatives, and much, much more. And do you want to know why we do all that we do? Because so much of our church leadership has had their life changed by a local church. Because it is here that we met Jesus, and he changed our lives. And we want Jesus to change your life as well. So attend a service at Valley View Christian Church. We'd love to meet you personally. We're located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85, Santa Fe. You can go to our church's website, valleyviewcc.com, for more information. Now let's get back to our program. And How do we learn that from Adam? Well, this is what the scripture tells us. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to take care of it. So this is Adam. He doesn't have a wife yet. He doesn't have a significant other to help him. He is on his own. But check it out. He still has purpose. And he still has meaning. And God still has a plan for his life. And it's not that Adam is settling for that. That God has him in the perfect place in this perfect state of his life that he is in. And he is meant to work and to take care of the garden of Eden. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. And he brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. And so the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. And so in this season of life that Adam is in, he doesn't even know an Eve exists, that God has placed him in this perfect position to really be in a place where there's this undivided devotion to God in this season of his life before Eve ever comes into it. And God has given him purpose, and he's given him meaning, and he's given him significance. And again, that's very important for single people to remember or to be reminded of um, or to be told, because often you can feel like you haven't arrived yet, or that, that you're falling short in life because you're not married yet. And that's just not the case at all. And then we go on, and we find the great temptation that all of us face, especially those, again, who are single. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree, trees of life and the tree of, of knowledge of good and evil. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. And so God has given Adam all types of trees that are very pleasing and good. No matter what season of life you're in, there are things around you that are pleasing and that are good that you can take advantage of. And the trick is to not get so focused on the one thing that you can't have or that you can't have yet that you miss out on all the good and pleasing things that are all around you. You know what I'm saying? Here's how this can apply to all of us. I can get so focused on getting my kids to three or four years old when they're self-sustaining Or maybe you're wondering, like, if we can just get to the point where our kids are in school or get to the point where our kids are out of the house, we can finally have some freedom, we can finally get to do some of the things that we want, we can finally be at a place where we get some sleep, or we can finally be at a place where they're not wearing winter clothes in summer and summer clothes in winter. You know, if we just get to that point, that would be great. But you get so focused on the later, you miss out on the now. And you will never be content if you're focusing on the later and you're not taking advantage of the now that God has given you. You can get so caught up in a promotion or a new position that you don't make the most out of this this, this position that you're in right now. And you may still get the promotion and you may still get the new position, even if you're focused on it and you don't make the most of this time, but I'll tell you what won't happen is that you, again, won't be content, but there are lessons that you can learn in that particular place that you're in or that position that you're in, that if you aren't like dialed in and absolutely focused upon it, and instead you're focused on the next thing, like you won't learn some of those lessons, and later on down the road, those lessons are going to cost you a lot more then than they would have if you would have learned them in the position that you're in right then, right now. So sometimes we get so focused on that thing. Sometimes it's friendships. We'll just say to ourselves, well, later on down the road, we'll, we'll make some friends. Again, when we're retired or when the kids are out of the house, then we'll develop some friendships or, you know, I'm not really sure where I'm at in life and we may not be here that long. And so, you know, you're just so focused on the next thing that you neglect the now thing. And you don't develop friendships. And the tragedy in that, whenever you don't have those friendships in the season that you're in, is when life gets hard and you have some struggles, and you really need some people around you to support you, if you're so focused on later on down the road when that's going to happen, what will end up happening is when you need them, they won't be there, or they won't know that they're supposed to be there. And sometimes it's with our faith. We'll say, you know, when I get my life together, then I'll get serious about Jesus. Or, or when, you know, when I get all my questions answered, you know, when I feel like I can actually be, to, be at church on Sundays or on the weekends, then I'll get serious about Jesus. Whenever my life and, and, and who he wants me to be aligned, then I'll, I'll take that step of faith. But if you need Jesus, but if you think that you can get your life together without Jesus, then what do you need Jesus for in the first place? That's what I used to think, 20, 21, 22. Like, well, when my life aligns enough with what it is that he wants for me, then, then I'll get serious about my faith. But the truth is, if you, you will never need a Savior. Like, you don't need a Savior if you think that you can figure it out on your own, but the truth is none of us can figure it out on our own. And we miss out on the now. And here's, let me show you a picture here, coming back to our singles. Here's a key. And next to the key, we have a, a key ring. Um, that's one of our generosity trailblazer key rings. And just to tell you what that is, is anybody who sets up a reoccurring gift here at Valley View Christian Church, um, we will send you one of these, one of these key chains um, to be as you can become a part of that team, that you're blazing this new trail to support the work that God is doing here at, at Valley View Christian Church, or maybe you're just blazing a new trail in your own life and you're taking this great step of faith to 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 begin to give to the Lord regularly. I mean it's a big deal. So we want to recognize that. And we want you to, you know, we want you to be a part of this, recognize that recognize you're part of this group that we affectionately call Generosity Trailblazers. But again, that is attached to a key and this key doesn't have that ring. This key here though, it can open doors, it can lock doors, it can open padlocks, it can close padlocks. This key could, could even start a car if it were the right kind of key. This key has purpose, it has meaning, it has significance, it can do everything that it was created to do and it doesn't have a ring. Now that preaches, come on. <laughs> you don't have to have a ring on your finger. To have the significance and the meaningfulness of life and the purpose of life that God has created you to have. The ring ends up being bonus. And being married is a wonderful, beautiful thing. And I'm not trying to minimize that. Lord knows that. I'm a married person. But what I am trying to say is that God has amazing things in store for those of us who maybe haven't taken that step yet to be married or maybe you were married and you're widowed now, or there was a divorce or something happened and you're not together. Like there are great things that God can still do in your life. And you're not selling yourself short. It's saying that like, you know what? You can still fulfill your meaning and purpose. And so the first lesson that we learn is um, to maximize the now while we wait on the later. Thank you for tuning in to Hope for the Day. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. I know it has been to others. I recently received a message from a listener of ours who said, Thank you for these messages on Hope for the Day. It is encouraging and refreshing to hear biblical-centered teaching that continually points people to Christ. This is one of the several notes that I've received from people that are blessed by our program. That is why we want to continue this program on the radio, but that can only happen through the generous contributions of listeners like yourself. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to Valley View Christian Church's website, valleyviewcc.com, and then click on the Give tab there. Once you click on the tab, just designated a gift to go to the radio ministry of Hope for the Day. Your gift would be an incredible blessing to this ministry. And as always, we want to meet you personally as well. That is why if you live in the Denver metropolitan area, we want to extend an invitation to you to visit us in person at one of our Sunday services, 9 and 1030 AM. If you do, please introduce yourself to me, Philip Holland. I'd love to meet you. Now let's get back to the program. Now, on your notes, there's a lesson about Samson, but I cut that lesson out. We don't have enough time for that lesson. We'll get into, Samson was a mess. We'll focus on Samson another day. We're going to go to Joseph. So Joseph's point number two now. Trust God's path and timing. If you don't know the story of Joseph, I mean, it's just this incredible, credible story of this guy who just goes through ups and downs and twists and turns, and then God gets him in the perfect place. He was single, and then God eventually, and he eventually leads him to a place where he's married. The story of Joseph kind of it goes like this. He, his brothers were incredibly jealous of him, and so they sell him off into slavery. He ends up with a man named Potiphar, and, and Potiphar realizes that Joseph has like, some incredible capacity. He's a very high-capacity guy, and so Potiphar sets him to manage and oversee all of his property, and Potiphar owned a lot of property. But Potiphar wasn't the only one who liked Joseph. Potiphar's wife liked, jo- liked Joseph as well. And so she tries to seduce Joseph on multiple occasions, and eventually it gets to a point where Joseph is running away from her, and then Potiphar's wife accuses him of rape or accuses him of attempting to rape her. And then Potiphar is put in a position, my opinion is is that Potiphar didn't really believe his wife. He kind of knew Joseph well enough at that point that something like this wouldn't happen, but he had to do something. And so Joseph is sent to prison. The text says this, Joseph's master took him and put him in prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. But While Joseph was there in the prison, the Lord was with him, and he showed him kindness and granted him favor. This is so important because in these moments when it seems like we're most alone, we can forget that God is still with us. In these moments when we're most down, we can be tempted to actually give in to the temptation. That was Potiphar's wife. And it's in those moments that we got to remember that God is with us. He has control of our path. And when timing is perfect, it's all going to work out. And sure enough, with Joseph, that's exactly what happened. He's eventually drawn out of the prison, brought in front of Pharaoh, asked to interpret Pharaoh's dream. He does that. And then Pharaoh realizes, like, he's, he's got a pretty good guy here. And so he promotes... Joseph, went up to be the, basically the COO of Egypt, and he's managing all the operations of this empire. And when that happens, the Pharaoh says this, and Pharaoh said to him, I am Pharaoh, the king over everyone in Egypt, but no one else in Egypt can lift a hand or move a foot unless you say he can. He gave Joseph a wife named Ashenath. And it was at that point that Joseph was married. All through his life, there was these twists and turns and ups and downs Numerous instances he would have thought that God had given up on him or that God wasn't there, that God didn't exist. But he stayed faithful through it all. And he kept living out his life. And then eventually God showed up, kept giving him favor, and then he became married. And that's just a good lesson for all of us. That there just comes a point when, you know what, you can't control everything and you can't make everything happen for you. There really aren't any guarantees. There comes a point when God, we just need God to intervene into our lives, to intersect. Now, I won't get into all the dysfunction of my dating when I dated, but uh, it was 11 years ago, but I'll tell you a little bit. My wife and I have been together for 11 years. We've been married for 10, Um, but I'll tell you a little bit of some of the lessons that I learned after I became a Christian at 22. So I become a Christian at 22, and I'm basically a missionary at that point because everybody around me, nobody believes in Jesus. And so I started dating this girl who wasn't a Christian. And as I'm dating her, I realized like, oh, man, like your values don't align with my values. And, and I don't want to align with your values. And so, and you're a little crazy. So this, and she was, she was a little crazy. And so I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to stay away from you. And I'm going to focus, I'm going to just date Christians. Because they, they would have the same values as me. And, and they're not going to be as crazy as you were. And so I'm only going to to date Christians. And then I go, eventually I meet this girl who's a Christian. And I start dating her, and, and, and I think our values are aligning. But then, like, I start seeing some of the things she's doing and saying, and I realize, like, there's a difference between a Christian and a Christian. And then she was a little crazy, and I realized, like, crazy doesn't discriminate. Christian, non-Christian, like, I'm like, what's going on? And I'm still trying to, I'm young, I'm trying to figure all this out. I don't know what's going on. I'm, like, 23, 24, and so that whole thing falls apart, and, and I'm just sort of stumbling through it, just trying to make the most out of the season of life that I'm in, and then I met a girl who was a real Christian girl. She was a real Christian, and I'm a real Christian. And I think, like, this is gonna work. And then she came to me and said, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> like, wait, hold on, the formula was, if you're a real Christian and I'm a real Christian, this has gotta work. And it was at that point that I learned this same lesson of Joseph's life, that you can have the formula, You can have all the tips and tricks on meeting the right person, but there just comes a point where you have to have faith. And yet you have to to trust God's timing and God's path for your life. And that can be true with your career. That can be true with your kids. That can be true with your health. That can be true with where you live. It can be true with every area of your life. There just comes a point where you can do everything that you can do, but there just comes a point where you just gotta have faith in the Lord that he's gonna work all of this out for the good. And even when the circumstances around us aren't good, that he is still with us. And so in Joseph's case, we learn that we have to trust God's timing and his path for our lives. The next lesson that we learn is from a woman named Ruth. The lesson that we learned from Ruth is this, to give to others what you want for yourself. It's what we call the boomerang effect. Like whatever that thing is that you want, you need to give it. You need to give it to somebody else if you're gonna get it. Now the story of Ruth goes like this. There's a woman named Naomi, and Naomi has two sons. And both sons die. And so Naomi is left with two ex-daughter-in-laws, Ruth and Orpah. And Naomi says to her daughter-in-laws, I want you to go back to your homeland, to remarry and to have families there. Orpah takes her up on that. Ruth doesn't. Ruth decides to stay with Naomi. This is what the scripture says. To learn more about this sermon, sermon series, or other messages, please visit our church's website at valleyviewcc.com. You can also find these radio segments on the Hope for the Day, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Valley View Christian Church is located just south of Highlands Ranch off of Highway 85 Santa Fe. We provide services at 9 and 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. This broadcast is made possible through generous contributions of listeners like you. If you'd like to partner with us financially, just go to our church's website and then click on the gift tab there. We look forward to having you join us again next time on Hope for the Day.